This is Building Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Sponsored by Smackna Detroit. To hire Detroit's best, visit smacnad.org. Now here's your host, Ken Rugolski. Good evening. Tonight's edition of Building Michigan puts a spotlight on the sheet metal and air conditioning contractors national association, SMACNA. We highlight how SMACNA Detroit contractors are leading the charge in creating better air quality in the workplace and discuss their apprenticeship program and career opportunities in the growing construction industry. I'm Ken Rogolski. Our guests tonight include Mark Saba, SMACNA Detroit Executive Director, Phil McShane, owner McShane Mechanical and SMACNA Detroit President, Jay Levin, owner Metro Air, Warren Wintermantle, Conti Vice President of Midwest Commercial Division, Eddie Tarazi, Senior Vice President of International Test and Balance. Stay tuned for WJR's Building Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome to WJR's Building Michigan. I'm Ken Rogolski, and on tonight's show, we have Mr. Mark Saber, who's SMACNA Detroit Executive Director, and Mr. Phil McShane, who's the owner of McShane Mechanical, SMACNA Detroit. Good to have you both. Uh, you both doing okay? Everything well? You, you look healthy. Yeah, everything's good. Uh, we're glad to be here, and uh, thanks again for uh, putting this on, Ken. Thanks for welcoming. We're glad to have both of you. M- Mark, let's start with you first. What does SMACNA stand for? Uh, Sheet Metal Air Conditioning Contractors National Association. Have you guys been around for a while? Quite a while. Back in uh, 1963, uh, there was a merger between the divisions of the commercial and residential uh, contractors, and that which formed SMACNA Detroit. So do you guys put all the ductwork in the buildings? Is is that what it comes down to? Uh, Basically, ductwork, commercial, residential. We do balancing, uh, many different facets of the trade, but uh, basic uh, air conditioning and heating. Keep that fresh air and moving and the heat moving in the wintertime. We keep it. We keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer. You know, I, I keep hearing you guys do some fabulous stuff in the community. You're not just dollars and cents people. Uh, no, you know, I'm really proud of our contractors association this year. Uh, we uh, were watching uh, Channel 2 News during the holidays, and they uh, brought up uh, some of the problems with COVID, who's experiencing the problems, and, and the restaurant industry was really being hurt. And we heard about our, a guy in our community, uh, Mac Avenue Grill, was having a hard time keeping his doors open. And we got together with a, uh, our contractors and our sheet metal labor partners, Sheet Metal Workers Local 80. And we decided, what, what can we really do to maybe during the holiday season to help out this industry? And uh, talked with Phil and, and some of our other contractors. And we decided that uh, we'll help the first responders. So what we did was uh, we got with Louie, the owner of uh, Mac Avenue Grill. And we decided to help uh, uh, some of the first responders, which were the nurses at uh, St. John's Hospital, Ascension Hospital in Detroit. And uh, Louie cooked up the uh, lunch, and we uh, served lunch for over 400 COVID nurses on the COVID floors at the hospital and the ER, ER uh, nurses. And what a great feeling to take care of that. So, so you guys put it together. They cooked the meal and you brought it to the hospital? We actually uh, brought it, to, you know, with, uh, like I said, our labor partners, uh, Tim Mulligan brought one of his agents over there. We loaded up the trucks, brought it over to the hospital and uh, served over 400 nurses there that day. What kind of reaction did you get from the uh, first responders, from the from the hospital people? Uh, I'll tell you, it was just uh, unbelievable. You know, a little, little, little bit of tears, uh, you know, it was really tough because if you look at some of the work 
that a lot of us do when COVID started. We, you know, we could take the days off where these nurses could not take the day off. They had to make sure that they were there every day, you know, as first line responders to help, you know, the uh, people that were sick and, of course, some that have passed away because of this. So we give them a lot of credit and they were well-deserved and uh, very excited about it. So we're happy. And again, with uh, Sheet Metal, Smack the Contractors reaching out at Christmas time, it was, it was just a great, great deal to see these guys react that way. So you guys got two Christmas gifts. There you go. Phil McShane is with McShane Mechanical. I'm going to get this right yet. Phil, good to meet you and welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell us what you guys do. Well, we're a HVAC and ventilation contractor here in Detroit. We work in multiple states. We do a lot of commercial and industrial HVAC work, some historic renovation, a lot of design build work. Just try and provide mechanical solutions for our customers and bring them best value. When you say historical work, is there something that uh, you've done that we might recognize? Uh, yeah, we just completed the uh, Theodore 11 courthouse downtown. That was a three-year renovation and energy upgrade. Uh, we did that with uh, Christmas downtown and uh, it was a top to bottom historical architectural mechanical uh, upgrade. That was a huge undertaking because that thing took at least a couple of years. Yeah, it took three years from design to uh, completion and it had its challenges. Of course, the buildings, you know, was built, you know, in the thirties. So uh, you have to find, you have to kind of find your way through it. Uh, that was the, um, that was the original federal building once upon a time. That's right. Uh, COVID's been around for too long. We hope we can get rid of it soon. H has this thing really impacted you, your work, and your employees? Yeah, it's caused a lot of issues out in the field and uh, through the way we run our company. Uh, you know, the 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 first uh, issue, the first thing that you have to deal with with COVID is you have to deal with prevention and uh, keeping your workers safe. Uh, so there's a judgment call of how much work you're going to do, where you're going to do it. There's a lot of protocol on the job sites. The Contractors in Detroit, the general contractors have done a really good job of making sure that they have protocols to uh, you know, keep social distancing, make sure the guys are within their safety uh, parameters. Uh, but, it, but it does cause a lot of issues on the site. You're, you got a guy who's up you know, 30, 40 feet up on a lift. He's got PPE gear on. He's got his safety glasses on and he's up trying to do the work and he's got a mask on and it's fogging up his glasses. It, there's definitely an effect and a production issue. Does it slow down the job because you have to go through all these hoops and barrels now? It's got to have some kind of impact on the final product, doesn't it? It uh, doesn't have any impact on the final, the quality of the final product, but it definitely has an impact on how long it takes and the labor production. Uh, if you have, and our, and I have to tell you, our, our labor partners and the people that we work with have done a really great job of, of sucking it up and, and, and going to work every day and getting it done. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely an efficiency drop because they have to go through the morning protocol and then they got to go to work and they got to do it masked up. And, and sometimes that, uh, like I said, it, it causes issues, you know, fogged up, fogged up safety glasses and some of the other things that interfere with doing the job safely. What have you had to do differently besides unfogging your glasses? I mean, do, do you really have to think, rethink the entire job from beginning to end? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's you know, the protocols on the job site between morning morning temperature checks, uh, logging into the site, making sure that when you're building your crew, you're building them with the correct social distancing. So if you have a task that you know you didn't think much of, and two or three guys were standing around within six feet of each other, you're trying to find out a, a, a 
process or a system where you can keep those guys doing the same work, but doing it within the parameters of six feet apart or, you know, uh, a safe distance. It's, it's, there's, there's definitely an impact. Is, is most of your work inside or do you do some outside work? Majority of our work's inside. I'd say about 80 to 90% of it's inside, inside the building. So that's why you have to social distance and keep your masks on and, and everything like that. Sure. Um, let's shift gears for a minute and talk about the industry as a whole. Where do you see the business, the industry in the next five years? Well, technology obviously has, uh, you know, come a long way in construction. Uh, a lot of uh, building information and drawing has helped uh, you know, push, the jo- push the jobs along, faster projects, faster schedules, prefabrication, being able to get on the job a little quicker. I think the big challenge is that technology and the pace of the job has picked up, and it's at the same time we're having trouble getting qualified people into the trades. Yeah, the biggest cha- biggest challenge in the trades is getting qualified people who want to go into skilled trades. That is my next question. We got a couple of minutes left. Is it still hard to find good people to work? Yeah, it really is. Um, I, I, I I hate saying it's hard to find good people to work. There are a lot of good people out there. Uh, it's it's just um, you know there's so there's so much uh, opportunity now going into skilled trades. You. We're we're in a situation where the last time there was a big push to go into the trades was back in the 80s or the 90s and late 80s. Most of those guys are my age and getting ready to retire, and there was a large gap where we didn't bring anybody into the trade. And now we have a lot of positions to fill. And you know the, the kids are the kids are different now. The, the you know the the world's different now. So uh, finding people who have a, a basic skill set and getting them into a program and who and where they want to be in a skilled trades program, and then getting them up to speed to replace these guys who have all this intellectual property that's going to start leaving the pro, the, the industry, is a real challenge. Mark, do you anticipate the industry as a whole getting back to some kind of normalcy, maybe by summer, fall of this year? You know, I do. And, and, you know, and Phil brought up a lot of good points there, you know, how the job situation has changed with protocols. And uh, a lot of things we're doing for our contractors right now, as far as following rules with my OSHA, uh, Smack the National, and even our affiliates, the building trades. Uh, they came up with a lot of different webinars and Zoom meetings like we're doing today, of course, to help, you know, ease the pain as far as where these jobs are going and what we need to do to get back to reality. So, uh, you know, as long as we follow the protocols, it does definitely change, you know, uh, the complexion of each job. But I think uh, as we get closer and closer and we get vaccinated and uh, things things will get back to normal. Mark Saba, Phil McShane, thank you for joining us on tonight's show. Thank, thank you. you. Stay tuned for more of the WJR Building Michigan show only on News Talk 760 WJR. You're listening to Building Michigan on WJR, sponsored by Smackna Detroit. To hire Detroit's best, visit smacnad.org. Once again, here's Ken Rogulski. Keeping air quality high, keeping the air quality pure has never meant more, especially in this time of the virus. And air quality management is the business of our next guest. Jay Levin is the owner of Metro Air. Jay, good to have you with us. Welcome to Building Michigan. Thanks, Ken. Good to be here. You guys healthy? You guys doing well? 
We've had a couple hiccups along the way, but for most part, our crew and our staff has been staying safe and healthy. Good. Keep it that way. Tell us about Metro Air, what you do, how it got started. Started in 1981. Been doing it a little over 40 years. Um, I'm a mechanical contractor. I um, got a business degree and an associate's degree in um, um, mechanical contracting. I... um, our company does about 70% new construction with industrial HVAC. And the other 30% is a residential replacement business, service, maintenance, preventative maintenance. Is commercial that much different than residential only? Commercial is a lot bigger. Yeah, it's a different skill set a little bit. Um, residential guys are, um, they know the residential, the equipment is different dealing with you're dealing face to face with customers you know and personalities and the safety protocol is different especially during covid on a commercial site versus or industrial site versus a residential um our commercial guys industrial guys are they're doing heavier duty equipment and material lifting are, are, are your customers expressing any extra concern now that we're trying to get rid of this covid thing yeah, for sure. First of all, they have a lot more time at home. They're at home, which they normally aren't pre-COVID. So they're, when they call us, some of them have already done some research on how, what can I do in my home? How can I stay safer? So we express filtration to them. A lot of our customers, they never thought about it. They change their filters, only come out once or twice a year. We've moved most of our customers up and expressed to them, let's change your filters before they get really plugged. We have offered to our customers to change from the old one-inch filter to upgrade to a fil- what we call a filter media, four or five-inch filters, which is not very involved in uh, uh, modifying. We suggest um, we come out and clean their furnaces more regularly. Some customers don't have a regular protocol, so we've we've had preventative maintenance contracts with many of our customers that never regularly did it. They only called when there was problems. Um, We offer our customers UV and LED lighting that we put in the ducts past their furnaces. And they are now, we've gotten a lot of literature on them directly related to COVID. We, uh, they're not outrageously expensive, easy to maintain. And a lot of our customers have, bought into that that it, it it's good for virus it's good for um mold bacteria so there we have a pretty educated customer and they have seemed to respond favorably to um upgrading so am i hearing you say that it's a better idea to switch out your air filters more than twice a year yeah, you want to switch them out every three months. We recommend in a residential um, setting if you can. It it you want to change them before they're really getting dirty and accumulating because you are breathing that accumulation. So it is smart to be proactive. So the 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 th- thicker filters, the ones that are like five or six inches thick, are better than the skinny one inch thick filters of getting stuff. Yeah, yeah, especially the real. Um, inexpensive one-inch filters. You can get some better one-inch filters, but the four and five are rated at about 96% efficiency. 
So with all this concern about the virus, what do you do to keep your staff safe when they go out and do a job? Well, first of all, at the beginning of COVID, we had a lot of meetings. Now we have regular meetings about every other month um, with our staff, just reminders, notes in their paychecks. Um, our, our guys are fully stocked with latex gloves, with KN95 masks in their truck. We have spent literally thousands of dollars on PP um, equipment. Um, they have booties when they go into customers' houses. We talk to not only them, but we talk to the customer before we send them out. Has anybody, have you been exposed to any COVID? Have you had COVID? Are you feeling well? Our employees know if they are under the weather, even a cold now, people get nervous about, you know what, we'll give you the day off. We, um, we also tell them about keeping their distance minimum, both the customer we tell and our employees keep 10 feet distance. You know, customers, sometimes they want to follow us right down to the furnace room or out to the air conditioner. So we've avoided that and they appreciate it. We also, our, our techs, they remove their PPP equipment and they dispose of it. Our customers don't want to, they want to know that we're not sending a technician from one house to the other wearing the same mask and stuff. Yeah. So it's been expensive, but it's it's been worth it to keep everybody safe. Uh, we also have offered our employees three hours for each shot that they get if they want to take off during the work day. So we're, we reimburse them for three hours so they don't feel like it's an, you know, they're losing money to go get the COVID shot. And many times it's two shots. So it's been well worth it to keep them safe. How are customers reacting when you tell them all the protocols that you go through, all the steps that you go through to keep the customers safe when your guys show up at their house or their business? They're, um, they're com very comfortable with it and they understand. And um, sometimes we got to remind them about keeping their distance. Our, our, our employees have been told how to properly talk to a customer so you're not alarming them but you're both keeping safe. So there, there's a big comfort level with our customers. Are you guys doing any extra work? Are you extra busy trying to get office buildings and companies back to a safe environment when they get called back to work? Yeah, we're, we are doing that. And a lot of the office buildings we're doing now, it's, it's strained. It's actually easier for us in some ways because they're empty buildings right now, but they still want to maintain them. And maintain and our landlords are calling what can you do what can you offer we've been putting in many led uv lights which is a different animal for commercial because it's a much higher velocity systems so it's more expensive but we've been um doing that we've been putting um disinfectants in the blowers spraying blowers with disinfectants we have been also upping their filters, not only to more regular changes for the commercial industrial, but we've also gone from what we call a standard MERV 8 up to a MERV 13. We got a minute left, Jay. Are you still having trouble finding people to work? Yes, it's always been a challenge. Fortunately, being partnering with local AD sheet metal workers, we have a very good package that we offer our employees their benefits and their pay is at the top scale so it it hasn't been that hard to try to s steal or 
we say borrow guys from the other companies. Um, it, it, the, the, once they're in the union, local ladies sheet metal workers and working with us as a union contractor, they're very happy with their package. So it's very beneficial. Jay Levin, who's the owner of Metro Air in Detroit, thank you for joining us tonight on Building Michigan. Thank you for having me. We'll be well, back with more of Building Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to WJR's Building Michigan. I'm Ken Bergulski. We're battling the COVID. We're battling getting into work and staying into work. And we're talking with one of our guests tonight, Warren Wintermantle, who's the County Vice President of the Midwest Commercial Division. Warren, great to have you. Welcome to WJR. Oh, great to be here. Thanks, Ken. Good to have you. I understand Cotty covers a wide variety of sheet metal work around Metro Detroit. Give us some examples of what you guys do. Well, you know, we're, we're uh, into the healthcare segments, you know, retail, education, government, industrial, uh, you know, data center work. Um, you know, we cover, uh, you know, pretty much uh, every different uh, aspect of uh, the, the sheet metal work that you can uh, come across in Metro Detroit. Uh, so we're pretty proud of that. We've been growing for the last uh uh, 12 years since we started this uh, endeavor. So we're, we're pretty happy to be where we're at today. Good. You know, Conti is heavily involved in everything from elementary schools, high schools, universities, healthcare, hospitals. How has the pandemic affected your business and your staff? Well, uh, obviously it's been a, a difficult year for, for everybody. Um, you know, most of our work when the pandemic hit was considered essential. So we were uh, we were not afforded an opportunity to take a step back and, and really evaluate how we were going to go on these projects. We had to keep them going, and uh, so we kind of learned, you know, on the fly, as they say. But ultimately, you know, I, I got to uh, give the all the uh, emphasis of success on on our workers and project management staff um, and our safety staff who just jumped in and. And the guys embraced the protocols. They worked through the pandemic, even you know early on when no one knew you know how serious it was. And you know they they put themselves in line of fire, as they say, and and worked through it. And and were able to uh, keep a lot of these healthcare facilities moving as far as schools, um, filtration systems, things like that. So um, it's been uh, challenging, but you know we we got through it, and we continue to work. Uh, you know, in the same uh, facet as we did then with uh, safety. How did your staff respond when they had to start wearing masks and gloves and booties and wiping everything down and staying six feet apart? Yeah, it was, um, you know, the construction industry is a, you know, it, it's a very, you know, I, I guess, you know, these guys are hardened uh, individuals, right? They, 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 nothing, nothing gets in their way, nothing they're afraid of. So when you, you ask a, a guy who's been working, you know, you know, barehanded and, and, uh, you know, it's hard to get them to, you know, think about wearing masks. And, and, and obviously the, one of the biggest problems was the safety glasses and fogging up and, you know, just the heat of being in these construction sites with, uh, mask and, and you know there's it's just it was difficult but again you know they, they did they understood this what they had to do and our again our safety department jumped in and 
they made the transition easy and we provided, you know, uh, unbelievable amounts of uh, documentation and equipment for them to, to be safe. And, and, and for that reason, we had very low cases of any type of uh, uh, COVID, you know, all throughout last year, throughout our, our uh, entire group. So that was, that was very positive. Well, it's very positive, is right. But, you know, let's face it, for a person who is a hands-on person, all of a sudden, just to wear gloves, you really have to rethink the way you do a job. It's it's a difficult it's a difficult transition. You know, I, I, I come from the trades myself and and I was never one that would uh, you just don't have the feel when you're wearing gloves and and vice versa. Like I said, with with the conditions of these sites and and masks and, you know, and in some of the healthcare facilities work in these guys had to they had to gown up and and, uh, you know, quarantine areas and special filtration. And it was uh it was challenging, you know, but, but again, the guys were, were, uh, you know, they, they, they never really, uh, bucked the system. They, they understood it. And it really is a testament to the local 80 guys for sure. But the most important thing is they did it. They did it. Can you explain some of the installation methods or special equipment that Conti used to help stop or reduce the spread at these facilities? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was, um, you know, negative air, right? I mean, that that's the key for keeping these particles contained. And, you know, it's again, in the healthcare facilities, we had to provide special uh, filtration systems that were ordered from the West Coast. And, you know, we, we installed those in, in containment areas. And there were some areas of the hospital which we completely had negative air. Um, and in those sectors of the building that just contained the virus in those areas. So there was a lot of control work. There was a lot of, you know, rerouting of uh, uh, sheet metal and, and just quarantining these areas. And, and, and again, it, that goes with, a, you know, field knowledge and, and the expertise that these guys have. And of course, again, nobody could have anticipated this. So they're taking entire systems and they're really reworking them to uh, manage the virus, which is was pretty impressive. Is negative air kind of like negative pressure? Correct. Yep. Basically trying to keep the flow of the virus from moving down the line. Is, is that You it? got it. That's exactly correct. Yes. Now, where temporary containment areas are needed in the healthcare facilities, were there requirements for special equipment that the local AD members were required to use? Uh, just as I mentioned earlier, mostly, you know, gounding up and, and special, uh, you know, that you'd see the masks that are almost, uh, almost looks like a, a, a scuba gear. You know, those were the items that they had to work and work in all day long. Um, in those areas, you know, they had to have special permission and badging to get into those areas. I mean, they were right, you know, they were in the same areas with the, uh, you know, the, 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 um, the patients, which is, it's frightening to think about that, right? So, you know, taping up the scrubs, you know, the special headgear. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty challenging. In this time, we see help wanted signs everywhere. Are you guys having trouble finding new people to bring in the pipeline for careers in this business? Uh, you know, I think that goes across the, the skilled trades in a whole. Um, it's 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 a forgotten source of income with the younger generations, and it's been going on for probably about twenty years. 
I think it was uh, for uh, a lot of years looked down at as a, as a living. And it's a shame because um, it's actually a, a great source of income. Um, it, it's, it's a quick path with, uh, you know, the, the building trades and the, the apprenticeship programs. They, they provide the training at no cost to the individual. I mean, and, you know, they don't come out of it in debt. They come out of it making a, a great living. And, uh, you know, honestly, the secret of success is, you know, they show up every day and they do their job and, and there's, there's, the work is plentiful and it's honestly, it's not slowing down. I mean, it's, we're going to have a manpower, uh, shortage here, probably for the next uh, five, six years in the metropolitan area. There's big plans, uh, as, uh, you know, in, in Detroit and uh, their roundabout municipalities. It sounds like over the years, you really enjoyed your job and what you did and the accomplishments that you made. I can't complain. It's been a, a, a great uh, ride that I've had. I've been here at Conti for close to uh, 25 years. And like I said, I, I'm one of those individuals that came up through the trades and and uh, was given opportunities and came in the office and had the luxury of working with uh, not only Mark, but uh, the local 80 um, uh, business managers over the course of the years. And it's just been uh, a wonderful experience. I, I can't uh, I can't say enough about it. It's, it's been a great run. Stay healthy. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. Warren Rindermantle, who's the county vice president of the Midwest Commercial Division. He joined us tonight on Building Michigan. I'm Ken Rogulski. More coming up in just a moment. Welcome back to WJR's Building Michigan. I'm Ken Rogulski. We are talking today with the folks from SMACNA and keeping the air flowing and keeping it clean. And testing your air system in the home and business is what our next guest is all about. Eddie Tarazi is the Senior Vice President for the International Test and Balance. Eddie, good to have you on WJR. Ken, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to have you. You look healthy. You feel well? Feeling well. Doing well. You beat the bug. Good for you. Yes, so far, so good. Keep it that way. What does International Test and Balance do? International Test and Balance is an independent, certified testing, adjusting, and balancing firm. We basically are the last contractor on a project, and we ensure that the design criteria and the specifications of the project are installed, functioning correctly, and we are the ones that actually put a report together to give it for the state so they can get their certification of occupancy. So basically, you make sure everything runs properly, the, the square footage, the cubic footage goes through there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primarily, you know, the air flows, proper, proper directional air flows, uh, proper pressures in rooms, water flows in each individual, temperatures, make sure the building automated systems are functioning correctly. So we take every trade's work and piece it all together and put it in a fashion that certifies that it's functioning and working to the design criteria set forth by the design engineers. Quality control guy. Quality control, yes, sir. So what is ventilation verification survey? Well, in this time of COVID, uh, everyone has a theory or an idea of what needs to be done. And they all want to assume more airflow, more, more filtration, more air changes, more, 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 which is a fantastic idea. It brought a lot of awareness to this. But a, ve a ventilation verification is actually going in there and taking actual readings of how the system is performing at this current moment. As you know, some facilities maybe were balanced 10, 15, 20 years ago. 
Some of them might be out of maintenance. Some of them might have dirty filters, some of them. So it gives us an idea of exactly what's happening currently in that building. So what does assess the results in comparison to the design intent mean? This, this is a critical, a critical part. Um, you know, I do a lot of hospital work, which is, uh, you know, Jayco, Jayco. I do a lot of verification of hospitals. Um, assessing what the result of my test means is giving it back to the design engineer. A, can we improve upon it? More air, you know, more fresh air, especially in times of COVID. Bringing more fresh air makes a lot of sense. However, we live in a very cold weather circumstance. Bringing in too much outside air can be detrimental to a system. Can you imagine bringing in 100% five degree, negative five degree temperature? That's going to freeze all your coils. You're going to have water all over that building. So jumping to conclusions and wanting to do the right thing can sometimes get you into trouble because every system has a limitation. You know, you, you don't want to exceed the capabilities of that air handling unit. You can't sometimes. Uh, you know, everyone wants to put more filtration right now. Let's stop this COVID. You get to a MERV filter, you know, in hospitals particularly of 13 or higher. Houses, typically one, two rating. You know, MERV is a minimum efficiency reporting value. It's, that's what you it, see it, in all the filters. Yeah, that's the filter. So when you go to a MERV 13 filter, it's a much thicker filter, more media, so that you can find, you know, catch all the particulates and matter. So you, the, the thicker the filter, the more resistance it has which is great because you're catching all the particulars, but the more resistance you have impedes the ability of that air handling unit to perform at its highest level. So when it impedes all that extra air, does the, does the blower have to work harder? Does that mean? That's correct. Now, now you start getting into the efficiency, the cost factor of how much it costs to run that unit. Outstanding idea to have better filtration for control, but you got to make sure, A, you maintain that more frequently because it's catching more particulates. So rather than changing your filters you know, every three months in a hospital, you should be changing them every month. But you got to have a program in place to make sure that's happening because the more they get clogged up and your system starts working harder, the, the and it reduces the motor duration, longevity of the motor. So there's a lot of moving parts and pieces. You know, people walk into a building and never really think, how does all this work? <laughs> that's where that's what I get paid. I'm the one that has to think of how it works and more importantly, report on it. You know, most trades come in, they do their work. They, and they're all very good professionals, everyone from local 80. They all have their trades and the, and the thing. But I, being independent and unbiased, giving the results of, the, of, of all those efforts. And, you know, sometimes it could be an engineering problem, but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of moving factors. But it sounds like from your last discussion that it's better to change the filters more frequently than get a, a, a filter that's denser, that makes everything work harder. And that's right. It could downgrade the system eventually. Well, yeah, you know, and that's why it's important when I say assess, you got to go back to the engineer. What did he design that resistance for? You know, sometimes he might have a system that might be rated at four inches of static pressure. You know, you start adding all these filters, you might be up in the five and six percent resistance on that unit. So, yeah, it's very critical to have the engineer involved for temperatures, make sure the system is capable of handling it and, and have a, a, a well thought out approach to improving the COVID effect. Air changes per hour. Is it possible to get more with less? Well, air changes per hour is a formula that we use. Supply air, return air, exhaust air. How many times in a given space, cubic feet, not square feet, cubic feet, because now you got to take the height, the width of the building. How many times in an hour does that air change? Hospitals have, you know, some rooms might have 12 air changes per hour. 
other rooms might have 18 air changes per hour. So yes, you know, adding more air, more exhaust, more everything can alter. We can alter those air changes per hour. But again, it all goes back to the overall envelope in the system. How tight is the building? How much air are you going to bring in? Can you bring in that much air? Is the unit capable of bringing in that air? So there's a lot of factors that have to be evaluated and reported on so we can make an educated decision as to how to better improve the overall function of that space. We got a couple of minutes left. Has the COVID outbreak really impacted negatively your business? I wouldn't say negatively. Uh, Yes, like everyone had to make adjustments. The whole world had to make the adjustments, how they think, how they function, how they move. My business and what I do, and because I do so much healthcare and hospital work, I, we were we were very, 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 very busy, more so than normal. So even though there was a restraint and a lot of buildings were closed down and couldn't operate, my guys were working double time because everyone wanted to know where they were at and how to best combat the situation. Unfortunately, we've all been put in. We've got about a minute left. What kind of maintenance on existing equipment would you recommend to the average homeowner? Well, the homeowners, you know, uh, you know obviously... There's things you can do. You know, there's ionization machines you can add now, which kill the smaller particulate. There's uh, ultraviolet you can do. Obviously, you can go to higher rated filters. But again, the more the bigger the filter, the more it catches, the more frequently you have to change it. So just be alert, be aware of your surroundings and check more frequently than normal, because the thicker that filter, the more it's going to catch. And you'll be surprised how quickly it gets dirty. And change the filter more frequently. Absolutely. Would you put uh an air ionizer or an ultraviolet system in your house to kill covid i you know believe it or not me being in this profession i had one in there before covid uh it's just it's a good practice you know there's little particulates and ultraviolet rays and ionization machines have a much greater success ratio of killing those bacteria viruses mold spores blah 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 all that good stuff so yeah it's a good practice anytime Eddie Tarazi, good to have you with us from Testing and International Test and Balance. We appreciate it. Stay healthy and good business to you. Thanks, you as well. Mark Saba, who's SMACNA Detroit Executive Director. Thank you for having all of your guests on tonight. They were great, and uh, we wish you all the best, too. Well, well, thank you, Ken, and I want to thank you for the opportunity to speak to your listeners today. Uh, you know, we, we've heard a lot that these contractors have done in this past year. It's been a tough year for everybody. But uh, it's good to know that Smack the Detroit contractors not only will get the job done in a timely fashion, but they look at safety first, not only for their employees, our labor partners at Local 80, but for our customers as well. So I thank all of them for that. And we hope to have you back. Looking forward to it, Ken. Thank you. You've been listening to WJR's Building Michigan. I'm Ken Wargolski, and you are listening to News Talk 760. Building Michigan has been sponsored by SMACNA Detroit. To hire Detroit's best, visit smacnad.org.